time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call-in line is 646-716-4972. And now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. It's Monday, June 1st, 2020. Wild, wild weekend. I don't know. It's wild because you said, look at what happened on the space station. What amazing amount of collaboration of countries working together, companies working together, and we look at what collaboration and great leadership can bring us, and then tragically, we look what terrible leadership can bring us. We're looking about the protests that happened over the weekend. It is just something that is sickening beyond belief, and I am so disturbed. But then you start seeing the report, see the news focus on the negative. Then we start seeing Facebook posts of good leadership. There's one that I saw when I took a quick break before we started the podcast. I went in and I was watching. The news report was up and about how a chief of police in, I believe it was Flint, Michigan, got it and actually joined the protesters to protest the most hyenas police crime that's ever been committed and have it videoed. It's just, I mean, I know there's been horrific ones, but this one was, oh my gosh. And what a horrible testimony. It is just one of those things where I don't know what to say other than it was crazy, but I saw good leadership and I saw bad leadership. And I'm telling you, we are in desperate need of great leadership in this country. So we saw some great examples of it, but it's also one more thing. Take a look, which party, the various governors or mayors were in each of the areas where there was just destruction. You'll see a common theme, folks. Try not to be political, but when you see one party that has a tendency to demonstrate poor leadership, it's hard not to just speak it out. It's grateful to have you as our listeners as we say each week. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals. And we are so grateful to have you as our listener. Our commitment again is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. I'm excited to have a good friend of mine joining me, Justin Demolia. He is Vice President of Sales at Lenders One. And we're going to be talking about relationships and partnerships. Great to see what they did again on the space station. Lenders One isn't actually sending people into space, but they are doing some great jobs at helping people get launched and get successful. I can't wait to talk about what real partnerships and real leadership looks like. So we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about some of the benefits for Lender One members, especially when it comes to this pandemic season, and get a report. What's going on with some companies? Inside of the Lenders One Network, how are they doing? And Justin Demolia, Vice President of Sales, will be here to do just that. We've had Brian Simon on in the past. He's a great speaker. We're just excited to have a good friend, Justin, joining us today. Be sure to stay tuned for the Hot Topic segment. We are thrilled to be a part of the Industry Syndicate. The IndustrySyndicate.com has got a list of all of the different podcast contributors, creators, and there's so many of them out there now. We're just thrilled to have them there. Also, I want to give a shout out to Mortgage Media. 
another one of the partnerships we have, and we've started yet another podcast. We have the Two Daves podcast. This is David Matthews, a friend of 30 years and true industry leader. He's retired out of the industry, but continue to give back. And then myself, he definitely on the Democratic side and I'm on the Republican side and we're having perspective from the two sides. It's always fun to get into a great discussion and a little bit of bantering with him. But the best part is it's an example of how people can have different perspectives, but how they can come together and share information that benefits everyone. And that's what really collaboration is. It's not always agreeing, folks. That would be pretty boring. It's important that how we disagree is probably the most important part. And we saw that again played out this weekend. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors. We have the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. Bill Kelmer and Pete Mills did a great job on April 19th. We're going to have more on about that. And we also had Bob Brooks, Amber, talking about the CMB conference. We're going to talk a little bit. Madeline and Amber, Bob Brooks, we talked about the CMB exam. i got to go back about signing up for the CMB program. We're going to be talking about that in the interview with Justin, because Justin is leading this week's class and just talking about that so i'm going to be chronicling my journey on this podcast so go back and listen to the podcast on august 15th that we did in 2019 about the cmb class that's how i got signed up anyway also a special thank you to finastra and their amazing fusion bot system also lenders one they're thrilled to have them as a partner as well as the mortgage collaborative both of these co-ops do a great job of bringing lenders and members together and helping foster, again, the whole spirit of collaboration and cooperation. Pretty amazing. Uh, We're members of both, and we're going to be honoring Lenders One with Justin Demolia a little bit later on, as I said earlier. Also, the Community Mortgage Lenders of America. What a great job they do working with the EMBA, coordinating. Again, coordination, collaboration, recognizing a theme here today, good leadership. It's all about that. Also, Indicom, they're thrilled to have them. They do a great job on outsourcing. If you're getting maxed out, looking for help on your operations, be sure to check with Indicom, as well as Incelerate. Josh and his team there help you engage the consumers. It's all about engagement, folks. How do you engage? How do you work with engaged borrowers, prospects? And here's the one we don't do so well as an industry, Past customers, check out what Josh and his tools can help do for you. Also, Ainsworth Advisors, more and more of the GSCs and Jenny May are asking for who is your board of advisors. Check out Board of Advisors, a board advisory service at AinsworthAdvisors.com. And then AI Assist, using artificial intelligence. It's very interesting how this is growing in the world of origination. And the two days go out to mortgage meeting. We talked about that, especially after we had last week's podcast with Alec Hansen. It was a great podcast on how AI is stepping up, allowing LOs to produce far more loans and do the things they're the best at. Go check out AI Assist and our website at Looking on Lending under sponsors. Celebrity home loans love what my good friend, uh, Dave Robnett is building there with the team. Also, well, Knowledge Coop, what they do as far as helping train people, Mobility RE and Modex, both of these companies are, are actually a real good complement to each other. They really help you recruit top loan officers, as well as Velma, VendorServe, Vidyard. You can learn more about all of them by going to our website. And also a special thank you to Alice, Andy, and Matt, who is now joining us, and Alan. 
So thrilled to have all of them here. We're going to hear a report here in just a minute from Matt. So let's get over to Rob Van Rapphorst. Hi, I'm Rob Van Rapphorst. Welcome to the Mortgage Minute and the latest news from the Mortgage Bankers Association. Recently, MBA and several other trade associations developed FAQs in response to member inquiries regarding the GSE's new payment deferral options for borrowers exiting the COVID-19 forbearance plan. These FAQs were developed following discussions with the FHFA, Fannie Mae, and Freddie Mac. While not official guidance, the FAQs include an overview of information provided by FHFA and the GSEs to help market participants better implement the payment deferral options. Also last week, MBA submitted comments to the Federal Reserve seeking clarity on the eligibility of independent mortgage banks for its Main Street lending program. The program is designed to support medium-sized and small businesses by providing credit to sustain operations and employment through the pandemic. As with other business lending facilities, it is expected that there will be further refinements to the Main Street program over time. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining me. Get over to Les Parker with this week's TM Spotlight and this week's Macro View of the Markets. Les Fit life inter night warm new plan. We're off to never never land. TM Spotlight Soundbite is brought to you by Power Seller, making hedging easy. Welcome to the post COVID nineteen economic world. In Hong Kong, freedom is out and communism is in. So, the Cold War is on. With the world moving 12 times faster since 2008, expect the reindustrialization of the U.S. to flourish by next summer. What else is in and out? Efficiency out. Resilience in. Interdependence out. Self-sufficiency in. Leverage out. Liquidity in. Think about the shift in culture to find the right place. Form new plan. These views are my own. Go to tmspotlight.com to subscribe to my daily newsletter. I tell you, so much to talk about. You know, I didn't mention at the NBA in their segment, I want to say sign up for the Mortgage Action Alliance. So important that you do so. Google Mortgage Action Alliance, MAA, also referred to as MAW. You can have your voice heard in D.C. And Lord, we need that. Les Parker, Gary Kentrabone, great job on that. I'm listening to that music as you opened up with Les and Gary, what you guys started with. That's what I felt like I was doing. It was headbanging music, and it he sounded like it. And uh, that's what I felt like when I was watching some of the riots, just banging my head against the stand. Anyway, we are excited to have joining us Matt Graham. He is the founder and CEO of MBS Live, and he will be replacing the segment on the market segment that Joe Farr has done for so many years. I'm so excited to get Matt joining us. Matt's going to try to join you with us as much as possible on a live basis. But unfortunately, when the markets are live and going strong, he's not going to be able to do that. So he does provide us a recording. Matt, I can't wait to hear your first recording, and thank you for being a part of and becoming a regular contributor to the podcast each and every week. So here's market update for this week. Matt? Thanks, David. It's great to be here. Got a lot of ground to cover, so I will jump right into it. The bond market was actually refreshingly resilient last week, meaning that bonds, both treasuries and MBS, did better than we might expect given how other risk-related assets were performing. For instance, stocks generally moved higher despite some volatility, but bond yields were able to move lower. MBS prices were able to hold their ground near recent highs, sort of a disconnect from the normal conventional wisdom that a lot of people approach the market with. Yeah, there was some crazy volatility in mid-March that we'll talk about in a second for bonds, 
But uh, since then, stocks have, of course, moved much higher and bond yields have held nicely sideways. We're a little bit concerned about an upwardly sloped trend channel in yields, treasury yields, last few weeks. And that just means that we were seeing slightly higher highs and higher lows in uh, rates and bond yields. But that looks to be giving way to a sideways trend in general. And in any event, 10-year yields haven't traded over 0.75 since the middle of April, and they haven't traded over 0.78 since late March. So it's a very sideways range historically. And in fact, it's one of only, May was one of only three months since before the financial crisis to be this narrow of a range between highs and lows. That's the kind of thing that really only happens when you have excessive indecision following a major move. Mortgage-backed securities and mortgage rates have followed a somewhat similar path, but they have done generally a bit better uh, in recent weeks than treasuries, largely because they did much, much worse in the several weeks before that. When all the market drama really hit home in March, it was no surprise to see interest rates of all kinds drop to super long-term lows. Treasury yields obviously hit new record lows at the time for a few hours, depending on the lender, maybe a day at other lenders. We did hit all-time rate lows, and yes, not every lender did, but on average, we hit all-time lows in March, but then things quickly got very weird and uh, sort of redefined the way that we approach MBS analysis, or at least in times of unprecedented crisis, as this obviously is. So the unexpected volatility took a toll, just like it did for treasuries in mid-March when the Fed was forced to step in with emergency bond buying. And at first, the Fed was not aggressive enough as far as the market was concerned, and markets panicked. And MBS, mortgage-backed securities, weakened disproportionately relative to treasuries. That hurt rates in and of itself quite a bit, but we would soon learn that rates were hurting for their own reasons and that they were able to disconnect from MBS to an extent that we've never seen before. In fact, during the financial crisis, the disconnection was the other way around, and it favored rates over MBS. In other words, mortgage rates were lower than MBS said they should be. And now we have mortgage rates amazingly, eye-wateringly, significantly, staggeringly higher than mortgage-backed securities say they should be. That's still the case right now, but it was extreme in early April. So extreme that it really meant that watching MBS and treasuries didn't do anything for those of us that just want to know what's going on with mortgage rates. We talked about this constantly on MBS Live at the time, but if you weren't part of those conversations, the short version is that coronavirus fallout has created unprecedented uncertainty for mortgage investors and mortgage lenders, uh, both in terms of servicing valuations, servicing cash flow, additional costs associated with selling and servicing those loans, margin calls from market volatility, created by the combination of coronavirus and the Fed, but perhaps most importantly, and uh, the one that gets the least playtime, is the capacity constraints at lenders. If you consider that rates fell to all-time lows in early March, I think it was March 9th that we saw the lowest rates. I remember on March 12th, as the day I pulled my kid out of school. So things were getting bad by then, and uh, the industry's capacity to originate new loans was already quickly declining. At the same time, all-time low rates are creating unprecedented demand, and the industry just didn't have the capacity 
keep up with the level of demand that was being created by the big drop in rates. Capacity constraints are still a problem, but some of the more fundamental things that were keeping rates elevated relative to MBS are beginning to calm down. It's going to be a long process. I told my MBS Live members in March it would get worse before it got better and that it would be months before MBS returned to a more normal range versus mortgage rates. Now it's June and we're still at the widest ever spread if you consider everything before coronavirus. To quantify that, the average mortgage rate is still about 40 basis points higher than it should be based on MBS indications. And to give you an idea of how bad things were, that gap was more like 120 basis points in early April. So it was absolutely crazy. Uh, So we're moving in the right direction as far as that spread goes. And that's the reason that mortgage rates have been able to hit all-time lows a couple times in the past few weeks, even as Treasury yields remain in a sideways range well off their recent uh, all-time lows. What will it take for that process to continue? If we have that 40 bips to make up, how soon is that going to happen? Well, it's not going to be fast and it's not going to be based on conventional stuff that typically helps rates. One of those typical things would be economic data, and we'll likely get to see this week just how little investors are concerned with big ticket economic data, or at least economic data that has been big ticket in the past. For instance, we have non-farm payrolls coming up on Friday. It should significantly different than it was last week and still at the historically extreme levels. And investors may not care at all because they know it's bad out there. Uh, They know it will be bad until the nation's economy is largely reopened with no new surge in COVID numbers. So it doesn't make much sense for the bond market to trade economic data in that environment. And that's exactly why it has been more willing to base its movement on other factors like the stock market and like the supply-demand situation with massive treasury issuance, creating a lot of upward pressure on rates and that being counterbalanced by Fed bond buying, creating downward pressure on rates. We'll get big piece of information next week when the Fed announcement comes out on Wednesday and we expect them to let us know about some maybe official QE because up until now it's been emergency bond buying and investors expect them to make it official in next week's announcement. But I think after they do that, we might see the market start to move a little bit more as it then knows exactly what it's going to be getting every week. Although they've settled into such a a tidy little range that it doesn't seem like that's too much of a mystery. It should be pretty close to what they're doing now. But I guess, you know, the certainty is always worth something. So if they surprise us in some kind of way, then we'll see a big move next Wednesday afternoon. Matt dialed in, so I'm just going to bring him on real quickly. Matt, good to have you part of the podcast. Hey, how's it going, Dave? Thank you. Good, good. I've, that was pre-recorded, folks, and he dialed in. So I was searching for your number, and I was explaining to our listeners how you will be preparing a pre-record because there's times that the market starts deteriorating, you won't be able to be with us live. But I'm so glad that you dialed in because I want to share with our audience what an amazing tool. I've seen the ads, and I finally was so impressed. One of my clients said, they love your service. So I reached out to you, and you were gracious to let me have access to it for a little while, and I fell in love with it. I couldn't give it up. And then Joe decided to depart from the podcast. He's fully retiring. And I reached out, Matt, could you join us? And so 
I want to say, first of all, Matt, thank you for taking a leap with us and jumping out here. Thrilled to have you be one of our regulars. That was a great first report. Excellent job. Yeah, thank you. It's a good thing I didn't uh, dial in earlier, right? So you got the pre-recorded one. Who knows how that live version would have gone? Well, you could tell that you did some editing with it, and it's excellent. I love, you know, what do they say? Perfection is the enemy of just getting out there and doing something, getting active. So, But I thought it was excellent. But let's talk a little bit about your service. And I want to talk about MBS Live, how you got it started. Can you give us just a little bit of an update? We're going to do a long topic segment on this, but just in a few moments here, tell us a little bit on MBS Live so our listeners who are listening to you have been longtime listeners, and you're new to the podcast. Tell us a little bit about MBS Live. Yeah, MBS Live is the tool that I wish I had access to back in the day when I was originating. It's a first-of-its-kind platform with live market data, uh, including mortgage-backed securities, but also with a live community that lets originators throughout the country interact with one another, sharing ideas, key changes in the industry, and discussing with me in real time what's going on in financial markets. Uh, In addition to that, we have all the normal bells and whistles you'd expect with mortgage calculators, marketing pieces, and alerts for changes in the market that will protect you against repriced risk. Commentary and analysis designed to make you look like the expert for your clients and business partners. And uh, it's all delivered in real time streaming. It looks like a trading terminal. Things flash in red and green Uh, throughout the day as they happen. (laughs) And uh, I've been there interacting in real time for 13 years without taking a day off. And that's going to be the case for the foreseeable future. So part of the value there is permanent real time access to me, too and uh, anyone else that we bring on in the future. Well, that's awesome. And I love, it's more than a bright, shiny object on my desk. It's bringing really meaningful information. And one of my favorite parts is the interactivity. Each week, we're going to start getting people introduced to that. But talk about the uh, discussion board that is so effective. Just give us one quick story of something that came out of that, and then we'll move (laughs) on to the rest of the podcast. Give us one little story on that, Matt. It's not so much a specific story, but here's one general story that we see play out time and again is somebody will jump on chat and ask about a certain scenario problem they're having saying, Hey, the guidelines, you know, say something else, but my underwriter saying this, and then three or four people will jump in and say, no, tell your underwriter X, Y, and Z based on this part of the guideline. And then the person jumps in chat an hour later and says, hey, I just got this email from my underwriter and the deal's approved. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's that collaboration. And I don't know if you were listening earlier because we saw what happened with collaboration when we saw SpaceX and the docking and bringing humans from Florida soil to the space station for the first time in eight, nine years, whatever it was. And then we look at what you could do. And it's the same kind of collaboration. And it's all about leadership. And so it's a great tool. And I got to tell you again, Matt, I'm really honored to have you as a regular. And we're looking forward to your contributions each and every week. And for those that want to check it out and get familiar with the service, how can people do so? Just go to mbslive.net. There's a two-week free trial. And you can explore everything the site has to offer in that time. And you can also interact with me in real time. Ask me any questions you have during that process. I love the technology. I love how it's laid out. I love how it's up to date on real time. And it's a great tool. Everyone should have it sitting on their desktop. And then also it's got some nice mobile features. I have it on my iPad when I'm traveling. I have it also on my iPhone. So you've done a great job, Matt. 
Thrilled to have you here with us, and thank you. Honored to be here, Dave. Thank you. You bet. Folks, Alice Alvey would normally be here, but she is not able to join us today, and I just absolutely value her so much. And so let's get over to Alan Pollock. Before we do, I want to just put in a quick plug for Finastra. When you talk about leadership, so much of a company, so much about the future, is, and it's who you should align yourself with, is leadership and collaboration. We were just talking to Matt, and what a powerful job he does that with MBS Live. Fusion Bot does that in connecting with your customers. So I encourage you to go over to Finastra's website, check it out. Actually, go over to our website, look at our lending under sponsors, and check out what they can do to help you connect with your clients. Alan Pollock, good to have you here, friend. Appreciate you much. How's things in Florida? Uh, good to be here, and thank you as always. Uh, things in Florida are great. It was the 90s this weekend, sunny, and they said it was going to rain. It didn't. So that's all yeah. I'm worried about is they said it was going to yeah. rain, and it did not. <laughs> but anyway, what you got for the tech media. update? I got a head scratcher for you. Okay. Um, this is a good one. If Apple made a car, would it have windows? If Apple made a car, would it? Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Uh, so okay. all of our, our Apple and uh, Microsoft friends, but it's probably an old one, but a good one. And it makes you think. Yep. Right. You know what else made me think this weekend <laughs> is the press releases in our industry. I love them. I've, I've been part of writing many of them. But it made me just think, and I thought I'd mention this. It's a fantastic article. You know, we always hear intuitive, strong, best-in-class software, driven by yeah. AI, it's transformative, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Well, this gentleman, Overused he, word. he runs a company out there, great article. His name is Adam Shirk, and he talks about the most overused buzzwords in marketing speak in press releases. And he did searches of all the active press releases that are out there. And he, he listed terms like unique, one-of-a-kind, best-of-breed, and he goes, blah, blah, blah. And he says, you know, we say the same marketing speak over and over in releases and promotional materials, award-winning, et cetera. So he went and got the 100 most-used terms. And these are great. The word leader was used 161,000 times in active press releases. Leading is 44,000 times. Best, top, unique, great, solution, largest. Anyways, it goes on and on and on and on. And what was great about it is he said that revolutionary was only a short amount of mentions, even though that's a word that you really? use all the time. Yeah. yeah. So my whole point on this is I scan mortgage technology and fintech press releases <laughs> all week long. And I got to be honest with you, we sometimes we just need to get to the point, right? It's confusing. Great everybody's point. award-winning. Everybody's best in class. We, we really do. We have great technology. I think we got to get to the point where we just talk about what it truly does and, and what's innovative and how, and how to get in touch with us, what's actionable. I don't think there's anything wrong with the ones we have, but I just thought I'd share that. That's really true. Of, yeah, yeah we is. get so caught up in that, and people tune that out so quickly. Good point. Absolutely. Uh, and, and really, you know, as a lender, what you want to know is really, how is this going to help me? What's the benefit of why should I engage, right? And there's a solution for everybody. Not everybody's interested in every solution. Speaking of solutions, David, Mortgage Tech Virtual Demo Day is coming up. Housing Wire, mm. June 29th at 11 a.m. Central. It's online. You can easily register online. You want to check it out. There's a lot of great companies displaying what they would have hoped to have displayed at Mortgage Technology Conference or Digital Mortgage, which, by the way, Digital Mortgage in Vegas is still scheduled. If the show will go on, I look forward to being there and seeing many of you. But if not, there'll be more of these virtual type of demonstrations. But you want to check it out, Virtual Demo Day. David, also in the news, I saw this was just a really interesting company. We've heard of them a few times. Uh, this one I actually saw in Rob Christmas' report, Doc Probe. And what they do is trailing doc. They help that process. They make it transparent at the very end. 
uh, and they help you get delivering of your final packages to your investors on time. It's simple and it's cost effective, et cetera. So if you're looking for some help with your trailing docs and you want to implement a great technology solution, take a look at DocPro. I thought that was very interesting. And we all know Calix Point. Well, they just recently introduced what they call Zenly, and it's a new platform or it's a reconfiguration, let's call it, that gives brokers what they need to quickly manufacture, create, and deliver a new loan. It's extremely inexpensive. You can be up and running within the hour. You can get that immediately with a credit card. So if you're a new broker or you're looking for a technology solution, just haven't found the right one, Zenly may be an option for you. You want to check that out. And David, this is a great one. You know, we've talked a few times about how digital mortgage is great, but it includes a people process to it. We've highlighted a couple different companies that have done that here and there. Well, digital mortgage provider Maxwell announced that they now have what they call the Maxwell Fulfillment Platform. So leveraging their technology, leveraging more AI and all the keywords, right? Flexible, efficient, yeah. high quality. They they now can help smaller or mid-sized lenders scale their business without the way that they typically could have done it today. These folks are all in the United States with the cost of what it would typically be offshore. And they say that the most of the folks that work on these teams have an average of 15 years of mortgage experience. So if you work with Maxwell and you want to scale your business, or I used to call it a bench, you want to have that bench of folks that can help out, uh, you want to check it out. And this also, David's great. I love when big banks spend money on technology. HSBC has partnered with a company called Rate Reset, and they're calling it their uh. knock-knock platform, or it is their knock-knock platform. And what it does is it basically helps look for rate resets. So if you think of prepayment risk, and it helps send offers to those borrowers, basically helps secure the relationship and helping those stay with the bank. And then, of course, helping them uh, with better deals. And sometimes the way banks do things is they look at the overall financial situation, not just the mortgage situation. So, But they can accept the offer in less than 90 seconds, according to the bank the borrower can. So a very interesting technology uh, and an investment they've, they've made there. The other thing I want to talk about, I'll set the queue for next week, but we want to talk about technology adoption rates. And there's a fantastic article mm. uh, that's written by somebody on the outside called Tim Van Kenneal, if I've said it right. He wrote the uh, Housing Wire Pulse article about technology adoption. And we'll talk about that next week. But if you want to check it out between now and next week, because you just can't wait, definitely go for it. You can just uh, Google Housing Wire. Good job. Looking forward to today's hot topic. Yeah, I am too. Looking forward to it. Appreciate it, Alan, very much. If you want to get a hold of Alan, you can email him, A-L-L-E-N, at tms-advisors.com. He's on my advisory team. He talks about technology, and I got to tell you, you want to reach out to us anyway. Appreciate you so much. Hey, we didn't do our listener shout-out earlier. Yeah, I got to do one. You know what? There's this guy out there that's been a faithful listener. His name is Josh O'Leary. He's up in the Olympia, Washington area. And Josh, Larry, appreciate you dialing in and being a part of this podcast each and every week. I know you tell others about it, so thank you. Folks, if you're interested in what, doing what Josh does, and that is telling others about our podcast, just send him a link to the website, and we'd be honored. So it's a real honor to have listeners like Josh or Larry on. By the way, he's with Fairway. You wonder why great companies are great? They listen to podcasts like this. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, where's Andy Shell? Oh, he is not with us. I'm so bummed. He's up with his in-laws. He's spending some time, and it was so great to text him back and forth. I value the friendship with Andy. He is my sponsor on the CMB. 
We're going to be getting into that, and we're on. We're going to talk about that with Justin Molia in just a minute. So thrilled to have Matt Graham now joining us as one of the regulars. Alice and Andy will hopefully be back next week, and we'll be back with a full lineup next week. So that ends this week's weekly update. Let's get into the Hot Topics segment for this week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.